Thank you for checking out the Missio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as he makes all things new. We are excited to pursue his heart for the greatest city on earth and the center of the city in this great neighborhood of Humble Park. In the fourth week of Advent, Talking about Jesus. And the culmination is, you know, sometimes people do different weeks. There's a different order. But we did the order that began with hope and ends with peace. Um, To me, it's one of the strongest ways that Jesus relates to us as a prince of peace, knowing that his domain covers so much. Um, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. At some point during Advent, you will hear this verse <laughs> in Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Unto us a child is born. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. This flies in the face of our, maybe our, you know, we all have conspiracy theory sides, you know what I'm saying, which which say that the enemy and darkness and evil is taking over the world. But apparently of Jesus' government and peace, there will be no end. So that means there can't be two realities at the same time. The enemy and his hand and his power upon people and his earth cannot be increasing even as Jesus' government is increasing. Even as the day it began, which it says in First Colossians, when I shared the word to you, the gospel grows and it continues to expand. This is his kingdom spreading out over the world. And sometimes people hear that and they go, oh, that means colonialism. That means manifest destiny. That means I need to take over people's land and kick them out. And you know what I'm saying? Because that's what Jesus, this is what Jesus was talking about. He is talking about a government and a kingdom that people know not of which is what he told Pontius Pilate. I have a world and a kingdom that you know nothing of. This child being born in his manger began the inauguration of that kingdom, of that domain that was confirming and affirming even him being in the line of David. So peace reigns and reigns where he is. Of the increase of his government peace, there will be no end since he is the prince of peace. That means everything he lords over, peace reigns, right? So if I don't have peace, what do I have to say? Are you reigning over me? Are you reigning over my heart the way it needs to be? Because there's something about us going in the presence of God, going into worship, and peace comes. Why? Because he comes. He embodies peace It is not like he has peace as a gift, and he brings this gift to you and said, here's peace. No, that is something that he embodies and has in and of itself. I would always think how I was a kid, and I could just remember sense more than anything else. 
I'll be on the street walking and I'll smell a scent and I'm like, that smells like my third grade teacher's perfume. You know what I mean? Like, or I'll be like, that's obviously Costco detergent. You know what I'm saying? Like, when somebody's dryer is blowing or whatever. That these are the things that are embodied with these things that just come with him. And I think it, the only thing I want you to take from this message today is that all the stuff we've been talking about through Advent is not a innocuous, unattached um, attribute. It is who Jesus is. He embodies hope. He embodies peace. He embodies love. That just who he is, and he literally embodies joy, right? So that means that we don't go and try to, like, uh, put out a fire. I don't have any hope. Let me go find hope somewhere. Okay, where's hope? Hope, hope. Okay, hope is there. I don't have joy. I need to go find joy somewhere. Let me figure it out. Okay, uh, let me find it. There you go. I have joy now. No, these are all found in Jesus and so much more. You know what I'm saying? Like the uh, um, infomercials. But there's more. <laughs> A knife with a blade inside of it, and a <laughs> and a spice rack inside the knife. <laughs> Seriously, infomercials are just selling you stuff you already have in your kitchen, <laughs> but combined with other things. <laughs> like, wow, that is—I never thought of it from that angle before. Jesus is constantly unfolding his thing. If, if he's a prince of peace, then that means that's something that he reigns over. That if he is given dominion over a place, then peace will be a byproduct of his reign and of his dominion. And we go, Jesus, I really, I'm missing that peace in my life. And he goes, okay, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. That means we have access to more and more and greater the measure of peace. And the way it works is even as we give it away, it's amazing. I went to a, a concert last night, and I was talking to someone, and they were like, uh, I was like, I have a no static zone around me. <laughs> she was like, what do, you mean, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I have, um, I guess you would call it good vibes. <laughs> and that's just Jesus, that I don't really bring chaos wherever I go, that I walk with him where I can go to a concert, I can go to the walking down the street, I can be on my bike and somebody's trying to hit me in their car, whatever. It's like, not that somebody's done that, but, um, and, and his peace goes with me wherever I go. And there is something about me being reminded of that when I'm out doing something that doesn't seem very holy. And it doesn't seem very like that God would care about it. I'm like calculating numbers. I'm doing a spreadsheet. I'm doing all these things. But knowing that God is like right there with me sometimes is enough to make me tear up. That we are walking constantly through this wasteland of the city. It can feel like, and it's a desert, right? But we're walking with the one who is a living, breathing rainforest. That there's something in us that's always thirsty and desiring and wanting more, and it can only be filled by Jesus. Only filled by Jesus. That's it. But we, secularization of some of these terms has made us think, oh, we can get it somewhere else, but it's temporary at best. The same way 
what peace is temporary at best. Jesus permanently created a place for us to go, our restless hearts that could find no home. He gave us a place for our heart to go. And trust me, I was searching for somewhere for it to go. When I didn't, when everything that I was doing was I was trying to find peace. I was smoking every weekend. I was drinking every weekend. I was trying to find peace, but it just ended up in more chaos. I was doing everything that I could to be, to live this life of somewhat integrity, but letting all these things in just because I wanted to be okay in my own skin. And I wanted to just be able to sit and not think of all the ways that I was falling short as a black man in America. Maybe this thing will help me. Maybe this will help me. But I ask you, what is your peace worth? Would you rather have billions of dollars or peace that allows you to sleep at night and makes you not go to sleep like I used to in tears because I didn't know where I was supposed to be and my heart didn't have a home because my heart belongs with Jesus. It's it's how we were made. God made us to have a home in him and nowhere else. And I know all the baggage that goes with saying that. You're like, well, there are other religions and they, there are other belief systems and there are other places, ways that people can connect to God. I do yoga, I connect to God. I do this, I connect to God. I burn incense, I do all that stuff. I, I understand all that and I will say that your heart still has a home with God. With your creator who made you specifically for a person. And how much is our peace worth? Well, then, how much is the Prince of Peace worth to us, who reigns over all that and has dominion over everything? Gabriel talking to Mary, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be, the, will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Oh, there it is again. An endless kingdom. That does not give me permission to go murder someone for their land. It doesn't give me permission to move into some place and to um, replace everyone's belief system with something else forcibly. What it does give me the ability to do is to love from an eternal well. To have peace from an eternal well. To have love, joy, patience from an eternal well that is Jesus. That this is not a permission slip for me to kill and collect. Because I didn't see Jesus doing any kind of empire building on the earth. That he came in as a child walking humbly, a bruised reed he wouldn't break, and a smoldering wick he wouldn't snuff out. Imagine that is not very Instagrammable. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't bruise, I didn't bruise a reed today. <laughs> like, what the f? I don't care. 
all the wicks I didn't smolder. <laughs> I didn't snuff out any, any wicks this week. That forever is the increase of his government. There will be no end. It is all, I don't care what the news tells you because negative news is more profitable than positive news. It just is because we're like, ooh, there's drama in there. If, you know what I mean? Somebody's telling you a story about them going to Aldi or them getting in a car accident. Which one are you going to most likely want to listen to? I'm telling you, man, Aldi had these cranberry blue cheese. They always got something weird like that. You know? <laughs> cranberry blue cheese bombs. <laughs> this, is, this is horrible. Who came up with this? <laughs> but they're efficient. <laughs> this is a place that I probably felt one of the places I remember feeling the most peace, and this is the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. I like to call this the sanctuary of America. Despite the history of Lincoln and the history of um, Washington and our, our, it's something about this place that is very, very peaceful. Um, and I think it's nothing compared to the kingdom and the domain of peace from Jesus. That is something connected with truth and peace because truth lasts for centuries just as Jesus' kingdom does. There have been a lot of people who have run against the word of God. There have been a lot of people who have tried to dispute the word of God yet and still it maintains for centuries and centuries and think about that truth and think about that peace. This thing looks pretty solid and insurmountable, right? You throw a thousand years at this thing, it's going to be a pile of rubble. You throw a thousand years at the kingdom of Jesus' peace, it still is not ending. It still is growing and expanding into the world. What I'm saying is to say is that our embodiments of peace on this earth are nothing compared to what is in Jesus. That God wants the ability over these millions and thousands of years to define us, to give us our definition. And you know what we are? We are what we do every day. I'm sorry, you're not what you plan to do. You are what you do every day, right? I can't lie every day and then say, you know, God is going to make me a person of integrity. Okay, yeah, that may be true. But when you get to that point, then you can say that. We are what we do consistently daily. Give us this day our daily bread. Why? Because I want the word of God to shape who I am. Is it shaping me into a person of peace, into a person that believes this truth that lasts for centuries and centuries? Or is it me that is kind of like, Every single wave, every single thing that happens, I am under the influence of. And Jesus is always leading us into a place to stand on his foundation where lies cannot move us off of it. And some of the most potent lies are not like conspiracy theories. There are lies that you're going to be just like your dad. There are lies that, you know, that family curse that you have, you're never going to get past that. Those are the kind of lies that the enemy 
really likes to stand on. Why we need the foundation that is Jesus, a lie that the enemy has told me, is for generations up until this point, someone has ever always had their children taken in my families. So my sister had her children taken and had to be raised by another member of her family. My dad had aunts that the same thing happened over and over again. So what does the enemy use against me? He says, that same thing is going to happen to you. But then I stand on the truth of Jesus Christ, of his government, and of peace. There will be no end. That means that we should all be walking towards wholeness. We should all be walking towards the healing that happens when families are together, when people are not divorced. Yes, Jesus can work out anything, but I'm, I'm sure you would probably rather not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm proud that he would, he would rather not have to use his chaos card all the time. And sometimes as generations go by, the change is very incremental, but that change is increase of his government, bringing peace to us. That peace reigns where he is. It forever increases and never ceases. And he is permanently broken division and preached peace. What is our peace worth? For he himself is our peace who has made the both one as has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in the ordinances. So as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, therefore by putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who are near. For through him we both have access to one spirit by the Father. Uh, yet we have been redeemed and reconciled through Jesus Christ and brought into one body, into one place. That he is the Prince of Peace, that he reigns over because his kingdom never ceases. Why? Because he wants to permanently break division between us all. And you don't have to look far in the city to see all the division that needs to be broken and needs peace. Why is it when we say, put down the guns, it doesn't work? <laughs> put, put down the guns, stop the violence. Okay, you're telling me to stop the violence. What are you asking me to do? Literally, the presence of God, peace is not a state of being, but the nature of the presence of God. See, we think peace is really just the absence of violence. That's not what peace is. Peace is the, literally the presence of God. Jesus shows up and peace is really there. But we think that when we are, you know what I'm saying, sitting in the garden with some tea, I, that's peace. I feel so much peace. That peace is like a cube of ice that we've taken out of the freezer and exists solid for but only a moment. And then eventually the trials of life come, things happen, and it slips right between our fingers. Ah, I got to chase it again. Let me, let me do that same thing again. Imagine only feeling peace on vacation. That's expensive than a mofo. <laughs> I only feel peace in Aruba. 
<laughs> like David. It slips through our fingers like that. I have, I have hope. I'm hopeful whenever I do some activity in the world. And just like ice, it slips through our fingers eventually at some point. I have joy when I'm, you know, I go listen to comedy. When I watch some specials, there ain't enough specials in the world to keep joy and happiness in your heart. You know, when I go to Target, I feel happy. There ain't enough Targets in the world <laughs> that it'll eventually, like, it's like, I'm like, no matter how much stuff you order from Amazon, right, you get the thing, and then that wears off, and then you're like, what, what's the next thing I should get? I'm like, how do people get all this crap in their house? That's how they get all the crap in their house. You're like, oh, this one thing, this is the last thing I'm buying. I'm not ordering anything else. I mean, I got some money, so <laughs> I could do something with it. All of these, when we see them as attributes and not what Jesus embodies, then they are, they are fading. They melt very quickly and they die. That Jesus has given us access through the Father, where in his presence there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Eternal access to this endless storehouse of things that are, are just a byproduct of being with somebody. You ever been around a real extrovert and then you think you're extroverted? <laughs> Oh, I just love people. Wow. And you go home and collapse. You're like, no, that's not me. I was, <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> the richness of this thing that we just, they're just themes. They're just things. They're just things that happen. They, are, they literally exist in Jesus. And imagine him in heaven watching us spread around trying to make these things happen with some things that could be destructive and we're sprinting around, we're making it happen. He's like, I, I really got it all. All you got to do is really invite me in. And I, that's, that's what I bring to the party. Access by one spirit to the Father. That is something about us that we can grow and really become who God has made us to be with peace in our hearts. But this is just a picture of some random beach in Florida um, after Hurricane Ian. And it's like the peace that comes after a storm. After a storm has happened, it looks beautiful and all that. And, and then I was thinking of Really, it's the peace that you have in a storm that determines your peace after the storm. That we can experience the beauty of the sun shining today and it hasn't shone in at least two weeks. But that he does something as he calls us into his domain, into his kingdom that doesn't ever end. This is like nothing in heaven. Beauty like this, California, you know what I'm saying? Every day is nice. It's nothing in heaven. It's, it's a byproduct of Jesus. That this will be the 
the smallest part of the beauty of being with him in his presence and seeing him in front of us. But that moment of him breaking through the darkness with his little baby foot broke through the darkness and brought peace, joy, and hope where there was nothing, nobody heard from God for 300 years. And of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. You guys want to stand up? Father, I thank you that your government is not Your government is not being threatened with a shutdown because <laughs> they can't pass a budget. <laughs> God is like, Gabriel, you need to figure this out, man. Come on, our, our resources are low. You know what I'm saying? The Republicans, are, you know, it's, that's not happening in heaven. There's no shutdowns. Of the increase of your government and of peace, there will be no end. So I ask, Father, that you will let that peace, let that government... Um, be upon the shoulders of those who love you. Be upon the hearts of those who love you. That this will be a season of peace, of leaning into your healing, of leaning into all that you're doing. And Father, and bless every single one under the sound of my voice. Let them be re-energized and refueled for this new year. Let vision, personal vision, come to life again. Let those dreams, Father, we just blow on those dreams right now in Jesus' name. Those visions, those things that you think you are dead, that are dead, that you don't have the energy for, that you don't have the resources for, that you would blow on those things right now in Jesus' name. That they would come back to life in the domain, in the dominion of the Prince of Peace, God. That you would speak peace to all those chaotic lies that the enemy tries. That his lies and his destruction is always chaotic, but you bring peace. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name.